Welcome to I Bought a Football Club. My name is Stephen Cleave, Chairman of Kingsley Town Football Club. And as promised, I am here a week later uh, from my last podcast, or in the same week, I should say, the week later um, from my last one, with an update on a few issues. And next week, we'll have a guest to go through some of the issues that we're going to be discussing today. Um, it won't be as long as usual today's podcast. I just want to cover the fallout from the National League. There have been some issues, and I can understand some of those complaints being made, and I'm going to go through those with you today um, with long, alongside Mark Hurl, who's going to be joining us in a second. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about an extremely important uh, link-up um, with Low Six, our um, Pick'em game, um, you know, fascinating game we've got, which you can play for free at the moment and win and win money, which is a major announcement, which, I'm going to, which we're going to be talking about today, which I think you're going to find very... Uh, really good news, um, especially those fans that don't like um, complain all the time. There are a few of them, not many, but there are a few who complain all the time that the club never does anything for them and we take money and we take this and we take that. Well, those guys have been given some money today and they've been given some um, um, something free as well. So that no doubt those same people won't turn around and say thanks because that's not in their vocabulary. But anyway, we're going to do it anyway, despite them. And um, there we go. So that's happening. And we'll also cover the, the departures of um, Alex Street, Ryan Hawkins, a um, little bit about those and um, a few other bits and pieces about match days and where people have got the wrong end of the stick again, as there have been um, a few, um, no, no surprises there, but a few um, misassertions, shall we say, uh, of, of what's been um, happening. So uh, that's it. Now, remember, before we get on with the show, um, please, number one, if you want to ask a question, I keep forgetting to ask this, but if you want to ask a question, please do so. When you go to the podcast notes, you'll see in there there's a little um, box you can click on it uh, not a box it's a little kind of link hyperlink you click on that and you can leave an audio one if you don't want to leave an audio message because you don't want to hear your voice on the show all you need to do is to send me an email chairman at kltown.co.uk and I shall respond or use your question as a question um, or your, use your email even as a question so that's the first thing the second thing is one of the things that keeps me going about this show is if it gets rated and goes through various charts and we're doing okay on the charts at the moment you know we've we wouldn't believe where this podcast is listened to i won't bore you with leading reading out a list of the world's uh, countries but um if you could give me five stars even if you're not going to bother giving me a review um that's fine that's cool but just give us five stars because that helps with our um entry in the in the um, it helps people find it. I keep getting people saying, I wish I'd known about your podcast earlier. I'm now listening to them all, etc., etc. So that's all good. But the problem is they can't find about. They don't know about it because unless you press five stars, they won't, they won't find out about it. So it just helps us spread the word. So if you could do that, I would appreciate it. They are the only requests I have from you. The rest of this show is all about giving things away. So there we go. Sit back, enjoy, listen, and we'll get on to Mark Hull straight away. Great pleasure to bring back upon the show two two weeks in succession, Mr. Hull. Mr. Cleve, good afternoon. How are you? Very well indeed, sir. And yourself? Yes, just about ready again for uh, Woken. Obviously, I know you've seen it, but we're just recording this just ahead of the Woken game on Saturday. Another big game for the club, Steve. Massive game. Very important, especially after our um, loss against Wildstone midweek. Um, I think we played well against Wildstone. I think we deserved a point out of it, but, you know, we didn't get it. It was a penalty decision, which I haven't seen again. It looked soft to me, but I haven't actually had a chance to look at it. Um, we'll let people look at YouTube to make their own minds up about that. But uh, clearly now we've got to put that behind us and 
and yeah. just concentrate yeah. on the game in front. Move on, as you say. And um, this afternoon, a quickish podcast today, Steve, but just three or four subjects that have come up over the last uh, four or five days, over the last time since we recorded, probably, really. And the first one is uh, a, a bit of a fallout, appears to be a bit of division amongst some clubs over the distribution of the money from the National Lottery Scheme. Just just your take on that, firstly. Yeah, very interesting. Um Firstly, there was a there was a there was a meeting I understand between the National League and those clubs who are, shall we say, up in arms about the situation, which occurred this week. Um, now, subsequently to us having a conversation about it, there have been a couple more, um, shall we say, you know, interesting interesting points that have come up. So let let's deal firstly with the those clubs concerned. So there are. I can't remember, what, how many clubs are there? One, two, three. Let's just read them out. Chester, Chesterfield, Dulwich Hamlet, AFC Fardell, Hereford, Kidderminster, Maidstone, Notts County, Telford, Wrexham, Yeovil. Okay? So those, that's the clubs that are involved who are not happy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So that's 11 clubs, I make it. Um, interestingly, who's not on there is York City. They haven't decided to put a letter together. But this letter, they've, they've written a letter to the league board. Um, so let's cover that. So I think that's a very, very interesting point. They've, and what they've said to the league is they're upset with, uh, you know, it's, a, it's a one and a half page letter. Essentially, they're upset with the distribution method of the monies. Um, so let's, what, that, what their, their, their argument number one, and it's an important point, is the actual losses that some clubs have received, sorry, the actual money that some clubs have received more than compensates them for their entire revenue with um, that they would have had. So, i.e., the eighty-four thousand or the thirty thousand, which is the least that anyone gets, that in the case of some clubs is more than they would have earned anyway through the gates. So, what they're saying is, why are they being given more? And that's an abuse. Of, they didn't say this in the letter, but having spoken to one of the chairmen from one of the clubs I've just mentioned, he says to me that's an abuse of public funds. Now, on that point, I have some sympathy. You know, um, paying out clubs more than they would have otherwise earned seems a little bit unfair. Well, it seems very unfair and doesn't seem right to me. Um, now, the club's concern, he, he says there's 12 clubs. Um, he's given me some of them, Hungerford, Curzon, Dover. Dover, I would put a question mark by. Altrincham, again, I'd put a small question mark. Bradford City, Bradford Park Avenue, sorry. Oxford United, Weymouth, Wildstone, Barnet, and Boreham Wood, I think, are the main protagonists. So I can see with some of those clubs that they wouldn't have earned um, anywhere near the money that they're getting. And, well, although to be fair, the 30 grand which Hungerford and Curzon, you know, they might be 10, 15 grand away, but or 10 grand, but it's not massive. The Boreham Wood scenario, I get that. They are miles ahead with, I think, three months' wages. What they're saying is more than they're going to get in 12 months, so it's not going to affect them. And then other clubs have been a little bit chiseled away, shall we say, with. Um, money that they they should have received and they're not and you know and they're, and they're no longer going to get and their argument is basically this they they've set off as fo- as football clubs they've set off this season on the condition or on the on the understanding that they were going to be compensated for their lost gate revenue so as directors and I do see this they've got a responsibility to be balanced and run a club solvently so they've kicked into gear and then of course the season's started and now they're being told they're not getting what they thought they were going to get. Um, and clearly, which is why I, I always say the devil's in the detail. We like to have the details sorted earlier rather than later. And and now, of course, they are 
you know, up the paddles. Now, if we go through those various clubs where it would be mentioned, the ones that are upset, AFC Fylde, well, AFC Fylde have been relegated. So their their crowds last year will be going down this year. Whenever they, whenever they you know, say that's that, they'll be going down. So those, that, them as a club, I'm not 100% sure they, I, I have, you know, they can't base theirs on last year's figures. They just can't do that. So I'm not so sure that they have got such a massive um, uh, problem compared to some, because it goes, who knows what, I, mean, I don't know what their gates were when they were last in the National League North. We'd have to have a look at that and see. Uh, Chester, well, we've, we've dealt with Chester before. They had a money man putting money in. He disappeared because they kicked him out. They said we want to give him what they wanted. So that's them. Chesterfield, well, Chesterfield, um, again, they had a guy putting money in. The fans have taken it over. I understand their budget's been reduced from 1.4 to 1.1 million. So they've, they, they've made some very good cost cuttings there. That's, that's, that's to their credit. And um, yeah, I mean, would you want a budget that big given this situation in this market conditions without fans? Personally, I wouldn't. I think it's too high. So again, that's a situation which is half of their own making, but I accept that they, you know, their crowds would have been bigger. But I'm going to go through about this. We'll come back onto these two points, which I think does level the book, the, 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 you know, every, everything up. Um, Dulwich Hamlet, uh, biggest budget in the league in the National League South last year. Um, so Again, I would have thought they would drastically reduce their budget. They're giving away the streaming for free. They don't think the streaming model works. So they get, they're saying that too many people are in pubs watching it for nothing. Uh, and that, although it's their copyright, they haven't done anything about it. I still think they should, as, you know, as a club, they should map, you know, it may only be two or 3,000 quid a week. I do agree with that with them, or a home game, I should say, rather than a week. But they still have a responsibility. Take the two or three grand. That still pays some of their budget. Surely it's not, I don't know. I wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't walk, if you saw two grand, you know, dropped on the street, you wouldn't walk past it, would you? So that to me is a bit of an odd one. Um, Fulham we've dealt with already. Hereford, yeah, get their point with them, you know, over two and a bit thousand. But again, um, their wage bill, very cleverly the way they run it, they, they, I understand they used to do it. I don't know if they still do. They, you know, they give big bonuses of players start, which allows them to have a bigger squad than most because the, the money's reduced if they, if they, um, if if they don't start. Uh, Kidderminster, well, I don't know about Kidderminster. I mean, they're, they're what are they, 15, 1600? Um, I suppose, as I said to you, we would be upset if we were in the National League North with this money ourselves. Exactly. Um, yeah, would have been upset. So, um, yeah, Maidstone, don't know much about Maidstone. I know that their guy was, was on the board or tried to get elected to the board, Oliver Ash, and I know he's been very um, uh, vociferous against the board. Uh, Notts County, well, look, the Notts County, let's deal with it now. Notts County, okay. But they're, they're in the wrong division. We all know that, but they are where they are. Uh, so that's where they are. Um, but we've got to remember, season tickets with them, they haven't paid the season tickets back. They've given them streaming in, in, in exchange. Nothing wrong with that. Lot, all other clubs have done the same thing. Great. And they're also getting 8,000 uh, stream, streams a match, which is £80,000 a game. So I think that's the big leveller there. And that's what I was going to say mm. later. We've said it earlier now. That's it. AFC Telford. Well, I honestly don't think, you know, they're around the thousand mark. Um, I can't see that they've got overly amount, a huge amount to complain about. I really don't. Wrexham, well, they're about to get a Hollywood star buying them in Ryan Reynolds, you know, who's yeah. got you know, hundreds of millions of pounds. So I just don't think that, you know, okay, their argument will be why should Ryan Reynolds, um, you know, why should he fit the bill? Well, again, um, they've got streams to over 2,700 on their first game. That's 27 grand. If their wage bill is more than 27 grand a week, they've got to be looking, you know, looking at themselves really. I just think that's wrong. And Yeovil, most surprisingly, very odd, because Yeovil's director or chairman or owner, uh, majority owner, is actually on the board of directors of the National League. 
he was writing to himself. <laughs> well, he's writing to himself. Yeah, very bizarre. It, very bizarre. He's saying that the league basically aren't doing the right thing, but he's part of that board. Yeah, I think that's a really odd thing to do. Um, to you know, when you're on the league, if you're on the board, you do have, you know, I, I don't know. I think you've got it. I think that's a really strange, strange thing to do. You know, um, but anyway, so it's it's very difficult, isn't it, Steve? Because I know we we discussed it in great length last week, and we didn't want to go over old ground. But what we sort of said there, or what you you sort of felt that the situation uh, there, well, it's very difficult to please everybody, and that's quite quite obvious. I mean, ourselves, for instance, Wheelston maybe, and and the other teams, Altrincham, and you mentioned Altrincham there. They've came up, and, and how on earth would you could you base it? Because did you say all the crowds you, you would suspect that they would increase, wouldn't they? They'd be bigger. I mean, you course, see course what's course. happened there, you know, but you would see with our we know you're averaging 700, 800 or so in the central southern, it doubled last year. What's to say it wouldn't double and a bit more this year? Exactly, and that's the point. And I, and this is the point that I've made is that you cannot, you cannot find a, a, a solution to a, to a problem which is perfect you just can't do that i the, the, the only bit of their argument and i do agree with their argument at this point that the clubs who are who are who are getting more than they would otherwise have taken through the gates um seems to be a little bit on the well, on the unfair mm. side and there could be an adjustment made there i.e um you look at your gates earnings but let, let let's bring up two more points okay um one is a text which i'm going to read and the other one is a um uh uh, another situation which 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 is interesting um if if, if you have a, a scenario where um the board the, you know, the, the 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 clubs concerned are are all are all um happy um then then you know the, i i agree I, you know, losing my train of thought here but but i agree with the, the the concept of trying to keep everyone happy but the point is it isn't it is it just physically isn't isn't possible and i and i've just lost the main point i'm trying to remember but let's let's do the text one first and it will hopefully come back to me in a moment but this is this is important i'm not going to tell you it's from because that would be wrong but um on the allocations the other side of the fence i have heard is this um to protect the integrity of its competition it's necessary to keep all clubs in business and not to create imbalances in the competition by giving clubs in the same division widely different amounts Okay, I agree with that. The distribution broadly reflects the attendances split between the national division and the north and the south at 60-40. So that's what they've worked it out on. Again, that seems perfectly reasonable to me. A, a higher amount has been allocated for seven clubs at step one with averages above two and a half thousand on average over the past two seasons. Again, unfair on Kings Lynn because we would have averaged over two and a half thousand, I think. Um, but I'm not complaining about it because I just I'm not one of these guys that just moans and whinges all the time. But, uh, you know, that to us, I think, is a bit unfair, but, but but we have to get on. And there's five clubs at step two with averages over 1,900. OK, but those clubs over 1,900 have been given a bit more. Final point, we wish to keep the allocation decision under review in case circumstances change or new circumstances become known. And goes on to say that um, the National League will support any individual club who suffers acute financial hardship. And they may adjust the amounts allocated to mm. achieve this. So I think what's going to happen is the following: is that if look at the end of the day, you shouldn't be getting going for huge budgets in this time. If you have, then you you know it's a bit crazy. Um, but equally, you're not going to. They're not. You can't expect the government to bail you out at the. If you're getting two and a half thousand a week, how many of those people have paid twenty quid, ten quid, fifteen quid? How many of them are free? Um, oh, that's what I remember. I was going to say. I understand that the National League had some calls from some clubs to say that actually they deserve more because they've been lying about their attendances. <laughs> yeah, over the, over the, you know, so 
what ridiculous is that? And then we also know, and I'm not going to mention the clubs. I mean, I could do because I've got cast iron proof and iron, but I'm not going to do it. That some clubs, and I'm not going to again, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say what they are, but some clubs are paying their players' wages partly in cash still. So some of it goes through the books, and some of it goes through at cash. So and maybe that that goes to explain why they're lying about their attendances. They don't put it all through. So what they're therefore doing, why would you do that if listeners want to know, is very straightforward that there is a VAT element. If you're not declaring your entire gate revenue, you're saving VAT, uh, defrauding the chance of the checker at the same time, of course, and um, then you're giving it to your players. It gives you a added advantage. Now, I do know, and it's not just one club. I know several clubs that are doing this. So it is wrong. And uh, and and that, of course, you know, if they are altering their attendances to make that into account, or that, that's fine. I go the opposite way. Everyone that comes into the ground, free or not, goes on our attendance. We class mm. all season ticket holders if they attend or not. They they go in because I haven't got a uh, you know I haven't got the, the 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 wherewithal to sit there and work out which which season ticket holders are beyond the naughty step and not turned up. Uh, frankly, you know, let's let's. And, let I, them think, off. and I think most um, clubs do that, yeah. Steve, don't they? I think if you you know any any club just adds in season ticket holders as being there, that's the whole point of buying a season ticket, isn't it? Of course it is. That's the whole point. And then you just add in. Then we add in the people. We had, you know, on a normal game, we'd have we'd have guests from players who are allowed one ticket each. We put them in, and we put their carers in who don't pay. We put um, we let some people in, uh, you know, from a charitable status who have got, uh, should we say, issues, mental issues, or they're trying to come back to life, and we're trying to trying to be helped into normal everyday and mainstream life and we may let them in for free we don't necessarily shout about it but we do it so there's lots that we do do but they all go on my attendance figure because they are still people in the stadium you know irrespective of their paying or not so we go the opposite way and i just keep a record of that so if, any, if anyone ever uh, wants to see our books we can mm. show them and, and you know there's a spreadsheet and that's it so i i don't really uh, get um that you know i think clubs have got to be fair and reasonable i do accept the point as i say about having more money um you know for, for getting giving more money to clubs that they actually would normally take that is a fair point but the rest of it i think they have to just accept that they accept and then remember this that the season ticket holders um they're not repaying them um so a lot of those people have had very large season ticket you know stockport county 2750 but don't forget stockport county again haven't complained they're not on that list um um, Notts County with their 8,000 streams fantastic level of support we're not knocking that that's fantastic but the point I'm trying to say is 8,000 people is wonderful um, but that that is that if it, at 10 quid that 80 grand a week is the leveler so that sorts them out they're not going to get 8,000 in the stadium yeah. every week are they so if they got if they got 8,000 a week they wouldn't be getting any, any, any more than that and if you take out the season to get holders I think that's probably okay so I remember that a lot of these pubs were going to start the season without any fans whatsoever. They were happy to happy to kick a ball. So their main priority was getting out of the league, and if it cost them a season's wages to do it without any fans, they were quite happy to take that on the chin. So, and my 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 point is that the clubs, you know, we've got to get through to the end of the season. I don't think any of those clubs will have a problem getting through to the end of the season uh, mentioned, other than. Okay, if I could put a small, tiny question mark over Dulwich, but we don't know what their wage bill is. We'd have to look at that. They'd have to let some players go and just reduce, just reduce it. So, because if you think about it, Mark, if you've got thirty grand, mm. let's just call it six grand a week. Yeah, seven grand a week. They they've got some sponsorship. They've got they've decided themselves not to do streaming. So they've got they've got that op option. They want to put it in. They just have to reduce their wage bill to six or seven grand a week. Yeah, yeah that's that's it. Yeah. Um, and if, they, and if that means they're not, I mean, like they nearly got relegated last year on a big one. And I'm not having a go at Dulwich. I think they're a 
uh, you know, done a lot of great things. But uh, but it was Chester the same scenario. They they you know, they got knocked out of the FA Cup last week by Marine. Yes, step four. Yeah, um, that Marine budget two and a half thousand pound a week. So therefore, you've got to. You know, I think as we said as we said last week, Steve, there's really no perfect solution where you're going to get these sixty or sixty six teams, whatever it is, who are all going to say yes, that's a good fit. We've got to all accept, haven't we? Really, that there's going to be some winners, possibly. There's going to be some losers, possibly. However, it's going to be impossible to to divide this money up sixty six or sixty eight ways equally, isn't it? Probably. No, absolutely, absolutely impossible. And I think that's it. And I think, um, I think. You know, as I said, we could easily complain saying that we would have a budget, we'd have more attendance of more than two and a half thousand this year, which we would have done. In which case, we as a football club are, are being diddled, but we're not complaining about it because we just got to get on with the season. Exactly right. Making a fuss about things all the time. And the reality is, as I say, it's not a perfect scenario. We just, as long as I can get through to the end of the season, that is all as a club I care about. Eighty-four thousand pounds. You know, it's not enough money to run our football club. It won't, won't, won't pay all the bills in our case. Um, but we will just have to. We just have to take what it is, yeah, and 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 just make, you know. Well, we can't make savings. We, we have just to have to up things, don't we? We have to make do with what we've got, and then just yeah. use what we've got to the best of our abilities to just, you know, to round off some of the corners as such, and just uh, do what we can within these very very unusual circumstances. Correct, correct. And I think you know, let's let's be honest. Um, you know, it's really, I've been a little bit disjointed trying to explain all this because mainly because I'm trying to flip between various screens mm. to explain. Yeah. The various uh, um, uh, you know letters and emails that are going around and all the rest of it, but but in in reality, um, it's okay. There's one or two clubs who who may have a little a little point, but at the end of the day, um, other than the point about um, some clubs getting more revenue than they would have otherwise have got, I think it's fair. So there's only twelve clubs I understand as, uh, um, affected by that. Twelve clubs who have got more money than their revenue um, otherwise they would have got. So. Those 12 clubs maybe make an adjustment there the next time, take some money off them, give it to the clubs who are, um, you know, those other 11 or 12 clubs, uh, you know, make, split the difference between them. And that's it. That's what it is, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, well, one thing I know, Steve, that you can uh, quite clearly define everybody, the nice little exciting uh, link up, which uh, you've organised yourself, arranged yourself, a little deal you've got with uh, Low Six, which is Linux Betts, of course, one of our shirt sponsors. And uh, the club stream for tomorrow's game versus Woken. I know you're very, very excited about this uh, link that you uh, forged over the last couple of days with uh, Low Six. Yeah, I mean, look, Low Six, very innovative, fantastic company. Um, it's a name we're going to hear a lot about in years to come. And um, they are what I like about them. It's a little bit, do you remember many years ago, Paddy Power were the guys who would always. We'd be, be, you know, doing marketing stunts, paying out early. I think they did pay out early recently on Fulham. I forget getting relegated and that kind of thing. Marketing stunts and low six. I put very much in that camp. You know, they're very much a, a company who are, who are, you know, making bold decisions quickly without the normal drossy layers of thousands of people in management who, you know, basically push paper around desks. You can just ring up and get a decision. So what we've done, and this is extremely exciting. We, 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 you know, often get. Um, uh, uh, accused of you know this and that, and here's a deal which no one can complain because it's extraordinarily good. I mean, Christmas had come early for Kings Lynn fans, and the actual fact, even if you're not a Kings Lynn fan, you can still take part and participate in this offer which I'm about to give you. So anyone could participate in it. So this is how it works: 
normally we charge £10 plus VAT. Everyone must remember there's VAT when we stream a game. So £10 plus VAT, which is £12. And that's for streaming the game. And we give it free to season ticket holders. Tomorrow, you could, when we play Woking, you could watch the game for absolutely nothing. It's free. It won't cost you a penny. And there is no catch. Well, there is a small catch, but it's not really a catch. It's a proper, decent thing to do, not a catch. And what you do is you download the Linux bets. You go to um, the, and I'll put, I'll tweet in a moment, the uh, various sites, you know, links. So you can even, you know, just go to my Twitter account and just download it directly from that. But you download the Linux Bet app, which is in the Apple log, you know, app, app Store, etc. If you don't know how to do that, just go to the App Store, put Linux Bet in the title. It will pop up. Press download. It will download onto your phone. The nine questions for tomorrow are already there. And guess what? That's going to cost you to enter the to enter the um, to enter tomorrow to win to win five hundred pounds for the for the, the person that gets the most points out of tomorrow's game. That will cost you nothing too. So all you have to do is have a free bet. And we will give you the street or low six will kindly pay for. They're going to pay it to the club. Very good. Very kind of them. The streaming. They'll pay your they'll pay your streaming fee tomorrow to the club for you on your behalf. So what 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 a great sponsorship deal. So go go and download it. Um, answer the nine questions. We'll come on to the call exchange in a second. Answer the nine questions. And when you then have to go to the streaming website and register. Um and you'll say, how does it pick it up? Well, that's because they've got great tech, uh, great IT. I'm not going to tell you how it works because I don't know, but it works. Uh, and you will just register and you will automatically get, without having to pay a penny, um, the streaming. There's nothing to pay to download the low six thing. It's completely free. There is no catch. You'll, you'll just play the game. And if you happen to be the winner and there, we, we've got lots of winners. Someone won £250. There was one winner of £250 for a game against Willstone. Then there are others. Um, you you um you just pick up the price and if you don't win you've had a free stream so how about that yeah um but if you don't use that and play that game then we'll go back to charging 12 quid next week i mean this isn't going to happen for every every single game it's just one that low six being our back of shirt sponsor being innovative being being very um customer friendly and wanting to spread the word about their product they need people to try and play the game and see how good it is and 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 see how you are compared to your friends we've got very good traction with the game a lot of people are playing it now um, a lot of people I know are winning as well. Um, and this is just a way of them saying thank you to the fans, getting people to try it. And in, in exchange for trying it, they're going to give you a free stream. And I think, it, you know, what, I'm just saying what, something what like to thank the supporters, because I know you were speaking to the executives, wasn't you, over at uh, Low Six yesterday? And they're very, very pleased with the uptake there's been. And this is just a little thank you back, really, to the uh, supporters of the club uh, on their behalf of this, this initial uh, take up, which, as you say, has been very, very good. Yeah, and remember, they have all the supporters that are playing at the moment. They're not paying anything. It's it's, it's free to play. Yeah. So, it, I mean, what's not to like? I mean, how many times have you been into William Hill or Labrooks or any of the betting shops? And so, don't worry, sir. It's a free bet completely. Yeah. You don't even put a thing on it. You. Win, of course, the only shame is from money, our point of view, neither myself, neither myself, nor you can take part, of course, because our positions here at the club. <laughs> yeah. Which is the But not that you want to for a catch. Yeah, there is a catch, but it's a, a great deal for everybody is, concerned. I would encourage you to do that. I know, Steve, that you're going to, as soon as we've done this, within about 30 minutes or so, you're going to put uh, links out via a tweet. We'll get it all over our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram. It will be everywhere. Please, please, please do sign up. That's what we're saying, Stephen. Please sign up and get involved. It's a bit of fun, really. And, you know, a chance of £500 at the end of it. What could be better? 
yeah, let me just make two points very clear. It's very important. Remember, the questions from the Linux bet are only nine questions relating, and every time, every game, they relate to the game in question, the next game. So they relate to Kings Lynn against Woking. So if you're a Woking fan, download the app and play the game. There's nothing stopping you doing so. I mean, any football fan from anywhere around the world can download the app and play the game, assuming they're allowed to do it in their own country. We won't take responsibility, responsibility for you if you get taken off the jail because gambling is <laughs> illegal in your state in America or wherever it is. We will not pay your legal fees or get you out of jail. But if you're allowed to do it, yeah, download it, play it. And... Um, and let's uh, and let's see how things go. And now the other thing we're going to get people to say, well, what about going to the corn exchange then? Because remember, you go to the corn exchange tomorrow. You could just turn up there um, in pay. In the old days, up until last week, we were paying, charging people 12 quid to get in to watch it on the big screen. You can buy tomorrow's program at the game, at, well, at the game, at the, at, the, at the corn exchange. And then you can have a table service drink. Um, brought to you by the staff of the Corn Exchange, and you can watch the game in a, in a team environment. That deal still stands tomorrow. The only thing you've got to do is your admission by ticket. Those of you that have bought tickets are obviously okay; they're in they're, they're no problems. Um, and if you can still buy a ticket, we don't want to download the app, but that would be silly. Those of you that have bought a ticket and want to download the app, just tell us when you come in. We'll refund your money or give you a free stream at a future date. Those of you that would would prefer not to buy not to give the club 12 12 pounds then then again download download the app play the play answer the nine questions um if you don't know how to do it we'll have someone there jamie heafy very kindly will be there tomorrow to show you how to do it at the corn exchange when you come in don't leave it till 10 to 3 because we don't want to miss the game um but what i would do is um download it show us that you've answered the nine questions and you can come into the corn exchange and sit down and watch again for nothing so we've covered every single eventuality. You know? um, all you've got to do is download the app and play the game. And what we're saying is, it's a good, great, great initiative there. And thanks very much to Low Six for that. And just a reminder to everybody that once we finish it, it will be out very, very quickly. Please keep across social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, the usual stuff, Instagram as well. The links will all be posted there. Have a look at Low Six. Please play the game. Answer the nine questions. Free streams from tomorrow. What could be better? Um, Steve, which was a shortened edition today, but we've got a couple of uh, club points, really, questions there. And we've seen one or two people um, debating, shall we say, uh, people who are attending games or who are in the ground on a match day. And I know we, we both want to clear up, actually, who is in here on a match day, don't we? Because oh, it's yeah. uh, various accusations are being made. Um, if you want to go first, and I can always then just, uh, just follow up. Of course, because you'll know some more than I do. So what we have is normally you know, the, the uh, one or two noisy, noisy people who are just trying to make mischief. But let, let's go through it. So they're, they're, first of all, there are scouts. So, for example, we've got a player on loan at the moment, Danny, from Hull City. Hull City tomorrow are sending a scout. So will Norwich City. They'll be looking at Simon Power and looking at um, an Archie. Um, so there'll be various other scouts. There are, pe there are people that turn up to watch both of us because they'll be playing us. I think Halifax, for example, are coming tomorrow. Um, they'll, be, they'll be watching Woking. Or I guess they're playing Woking soon. Um, I haven't checked, but you know, we let them in. Um, some people are playing us. They want to come out and, down and see us as well. Sutton United uh, actually coming tomorrow, from what I hear. Sutton, is, Sutton United is sending a scout over because we're there very shortly, aren't we? Yeah, there you go. You know all the me. There you go. I knew you would. And, and, and also, um, so is... Um, um, someone else, which I've forgotten now. Oh, um, uh, I think probably Knox Count, Port Vale. Yeah, we're sending it. So, look, that first of all, there's scouts, 
Then there's occasionally the odd agent we will let in on a situation. Um, um, there are also people, uh, oh, I think Middlesbrough. And then we get scouts coming to look at our players. So last, last week, for example, we had Brighton, we had Middlesbrough, we had Peterborough um, coming to look at some of our players and, you know, and many more. So a lot of scouts. Number two, we had the police. The police come to every game. They come as spotters as part of the National League guidelines. So they send two or three people there. Then there's a couple of other people that come along from the health and safety, the SAG committee. They come and have a look as well. We've obviously got visiting directors. The rules are, the, the guidelines are 32 from each club, but they are just guidelines. So we had, I think, Woking brought 14. We like to... We Wilson like to, we did. Know, we Wilson, did. Wilson had 14, but we did have, yeah. um, you know, we had a nice chat with them didn't we, before, during and after the game on Tuesday night, and they were very pleased with what they'd done. And I think another thing to remember in the area is... But uh, in the director's actual director's box, that is now filled up with uh, visiting or, and our substitutes as well, because they they cannot all sit on the bench. Uh, you're only allowed six, so oh, both yeah. people oh, the overspill from there the has to go up into the main stand, <clears throat> which which obviously then means that the people who, should, who are using the director's box they are then moved back into the main area of the stand, the yellow seats, um, for example. So, again, you've got extra people within that uh, in, in that uh, infrastructure there. Also, as well, I know we have got there, the National League have uh, have uh, partners as well who go around and gather data. Uh, there's three of those organisations. I know for a fact tomorrow we've got two out of three of those organisations being represented. So that's another two people uh, we've got in as well from, from that. So... You know, then we do get extra sundries as you well. You yeah. get extra people, you say, police coming in, SAG, council officials as well, just having a look what's going on. And before you know where you are, it looks as if you have got a few people within the stand. Yeah, also we've got, we've got our own um, uh, analysis people, our, you know, uh, people that do the filming. We've got several, three or four cameras. Well, we won't have tomorrow, so we've only got the one camera tomorrow because of uh, Swatch's got other work on. Um, we've got, you know, we obviously let the shirt sponsors in because they've, they've paid a lot of money. Mm. They haven't let us down yeah, in this time of our need. Uh, they're not being, you know, they could have said, oh, we're not sure because there's, there's less fans. We should be paying less money. They haven't said that at all. They're supporting the club. There's a big sort of staunch supporters and we have to that would be right to let them in, etc. So, so it goes on. And, you know, the, the, the point the point is that people, people don't realise to run a football club in all the bits, bits around, it, it's a lot more people than people realise. Obviously, we have stewards in the ground as well, because we have to, even though they're not stewarding very many people, they, they're there. We have people to pick up the ball when it gets, gets chucked out onto the Tennyson Road or ends up in the park on the back, the walks, the park that uh, abuts our stadium, um, etc. So that yeah, I think as well, just with the stewards, Steve, just to go back to that, I mean, one of their main jobs, obviously, as you say, there's no crowd into uh, steward, but one of the main jobs is once a ball goes out of play, they have to uh, sanitise that ball. Uh, you'll notice that there's around about 10 match balls placed all around the pitch. Uh, once that ball is got, once one is taken from the holder just on the into the inside of the playing area, that is then replaced with the ball that's gone out of play, which has to be sanitised by a steward. Um, so that's actually what, what they're in performing. Correct. And, and just going back to the figures in the stand, we also, of course, do have to uh, house uh, media, not only Greg Plummer, not only Chris Lakey, not only Chris Milson, not only Radio Norfolk, also as well visiting uh, radio stations. I know Radio Surrey are here tomorrow, for example. I think there's probably two people from uh, local papers from the Woking area here. Before you know where you are, that's another 10 people. Exactly. 
it doesn't take long to total up and you know our sad certificate allows us 150 yeah. in the stadium we don't get to that level yeah but you know it is when you add everyone together it does you know it hits those heights doesn't it that's what it, and then you've got photographers at the front of course and the players so uh no anyway it's just really just what we're saying is it's not just yeah, a case of yeah. uncle tom cobb who's been invited from around the corner to come in just because he's here. it's not actually quite the case it's uh, people who are in here are actually performing a function and other people who would be sitting in in some other places being moved up into the main body of the stand because substitutes can't all be on the uh, on on the bench which is uh, which i hope explains that situation to uh, just one or two people uh finally steve i know today i will say a shortened uh, podcast today from you um two words alex street um a great servant to the club announced this morning that um, alex has uh, departed the club um i know you've got a few words to say on this and just to put the club's point of view in view in the uh, in sort of recognition of what he's achieved at the club and also just surrounding the circumstances of his of his departure from the club yeah okay Pedro, um, as he's affectionately known, uh, no one knows why he's called Pedro, including Pedro himself, um, is, uh, uh, is a, I, 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 when I spoke to you about it today, um, I called him a mammoth figure. And that's the really way that you can describe him. Huge part of the dressing room. Very important player for us over the years. Um, always gives 110 percent in the, in the Lynn shirt. And, you know, stand out for me, cap, you know, not captain, but stand out guy at the back, captaining that back line a lot of the time and yelling and shouting and screaming at the ball etc and you know he's some is is a is a is a a player that will be missed there's no question about that but that he was not asked to leave the club i I know gordon shilvers who's a real kind of negative kind of ball of negativity and nuisance at the moment i think he i think what's happening is that the rumor is he's shutting down his sports double g clothing at the end of the year and maybe he's trying to find something else to do with his time yeah but I think you should do something more positive and outgoing instead of you know, just producing negativity. But the club has certainly never, or anyone at the club, asked Pedro to leave. Pedro has got to the point where you know, he feels that he is you know, he's going to be the understudy, uh, the number two, and he doesn't want to be it. He wants to go out and play first-team football, and I can understand that. That is, that is, that is, if he's not, that's what he feels, and that, and I, as he, I, I'm not, you know as close to the action as Pedro is and, and, and he'll, he'll know more than me. So that is the right thing. Then he, then he, and he feels that he should go out and play. Then, then we're not as a football club ever going to stand in his way because he's, you know, he's done so much for us. So um, that is the situation. And I spoke to Pedro today. I rang him up to thank him for his service. Great, great. You know, he's been a great stalwart for the club. And I said, thanks very much. And, and, and went through everything with him. And he, you know, he, he's got nothing but praise for the football club. And obviously he's sad to be leaving because it was an important part of his, you know, he's been here for a long time. I mean, he's been here for longer than I've been here. So he's been there a very long time, you know, and, but he's, um, but he understands, you know, he said, Steve, he said, it's football. That's football. Yeah. That's what Pedro said to me. That's football. That's what it is. It's football. And, um, you get used to it uh, after a while. And, you know, he's made, he wanted to get to 500 appearances. His his view was always that probably this would have been a last, his last season anyway, because he probably couldn't have committed to full-time football. And he, he knows the club wants to go down that route. So he would have liked to have stayed to the end of the season, played his part and then departed, you know, for sure. And maybe got to 500 appearances. He's, he thinks he's on 470 something. But the reality is, he accepts it where it is. He doesn't leave with any malice or bad feelings. He thanks everyone for all that they've done and the supporters for all that they've done. 
and he's got to stay in touch with the club and be part of it still. He's still, yeah, he's still part of it. Steve, that appears to be it for for today. Just as you know, we did just touch before we start when we started first off. Woken, as we said, tomorrow, big, uh, big, big game for the club. Um, don't like to put you on the spot. Never usually do. Just a score prediction for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm on the spot. I mean, I'm. I'm going for a win tomorrow. Um, I think we. I think we're due one. We, we're due. We're due some luck. Um, I'm, I'm going to go for a one nil. We'll take a scrappy, and we don't care if it's scrappy tomorrow. But I say three points is ideal. Steve, as always, pleasure speaking with you. Take care, and I will let see you tomorrow at the ranch, as they say. Thank you. Take care. Thank you, Mark. Look forward to it. Okay. Excuse my lack of. Uh... Uh, joined up thinking there at times of that I was just as I say trying to flip through all that all the various different pages in front of me and that um, obviously I'm not very good at it so I apologize but um, moving on I have got a couple of questions and I'll do what we've got a bit couple of bits of news Derby County in the news at the moment and also um, Wigan uh, let's cover those the um, I have been asked a question by a uh, via Twitter on by someone who's asking me, would I feel the same way if I was in the National League North and only being given £30,000? Um, the answer to that is I make no bones about it. If I was in the National League North with the budget that, that we had last season and versus the £30,000 being offered... Um, I would be in trouble in terms of the club. There's no question about that. I think it is a little bit on the low side personally. Um, not for most, not for most clubs. I think most clubs are more than sufficient, but um, that wouldn't have been good. I'm just trying to find out what the what the number is. Well, if I would have got, if I would have been in the, um, yeah, see, the average over the last two seasons would have stuffed me because we were in the Southern Central League the year before, so that would have been no good. We 1900 would would we have got we got we got to about 1500 last year. So would we have got to 1900 with the end of the season? A couple of full houses again, possibly. Who knows? Remember last season as well. We had a gate with a terrible gate. It was only 700 or so when or 750 or something like that when Kurz and Ashton's coach broke down and they didn't turn up till about 5:30 to get, kick the game off. So everyone left and just uh, that killed the obviously the average attendance as well. If we took that out of it, probably would have been a lot higher. But anyway, um, I accept the point. It's a it's a fair point, and um, the, you know, I wouldn't have been very happy with it. I, I I've got to got I've got to admit that. But you know, I, I, luckily, you know, that my situation is that we are where we are, and I, you know, I try and be honest when I'm asked honest questions, and I think that's that's uh, right to say. Anyway, um, talking through things now, and I think it's important uh, that we do uh, very quickly to give you up to date. Derby County, they're subject to a potential takeover bid from Abu Dhabi. Uh, now, the guy that's going to, I've, I've come across many times in life, I don't know, never met him, but I've heard about him before, Sheikh Khalid. Uh, Sheikh Khalid is the owner of Bin Zaid Group. Uh, he's the cousin of the Manchester City owner, Sheikh Mansour. And he has tried in the past to buy Newcastle, and he's also tried to buy Liverpool, and he is 62 years of age, and he is going to, he is now, understandingly, I understand that Mel Morris, who made his money through Candy Crush, that game, I understand that's one of his big earners, um, he's been, he's, 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 he's interested in, I'm not sure if he's buying the whole club out or buying a part of it, but I know Mel Morris has been looking, I understand, from investors, not necessarily to sell it all, but to sell part of it, so... Um, maybe this is his man. And what I understand is that there's a company called Devencio uh, Holdings, Devencio Holdings, which was registered about a month ago. The directors of that is uh, um, is the managing director of the Binzai Group. Um, and 
two Swiss-based entrepreneurs who are Andrew Obolensky and Christopher Samuelson. And it has been listed that there that Sheikh Khalid is, the, is listed as a person with significant control. And um, by the way, the name Deventia, for those of you that want to know why, it's a, it's a Roman name which became Derby. So it's the Roman town which became Derby, and that's why they got the name from. Just as a little um, interesting bit of trivia for you. Um, so Samuelson, um, who was involved, Christopher Samuelson, uh, no stranger to football. He was involved in the uh, takeover uh, with the Russian businessman when Anton Zigarevich, I could never say this, Zing, um, tried. he took over actually Reading for a while, didn't he? And then he sold it again in 2012. He also was involved in the purchase of Aston Villa uh, by a Chinese consortium, which has also occurred. Um, he's 74 years of age and he was also behind a attempt to buy Everton in 2004 and he and um, that didn't, didn't work out and nor did his bid for Bristol Rovers in 2015. So two, two failures, two successes, but obviously being brought in there by Sheikh Zadid, Sheikh, Sheikh Khalid, sorry, to help him with his bid for, um, uh, looks like for Derby County. So there we go. That's the, um, uh, that's the, that's the story. Um, the, the graveyard, of course, for um, investments, the championship, you really have to get your ducks in a row there uh, for it to work out. The other interesting thing is the, Wigan on Thursday will find out whether their Spanish owners are going to be successful or not or there are some other people I understand waiting in the wings if they're not successful um, so the Wigan deal is going to be rubber stamped one way or t'other uh, on Thursday uh, well, no one knows or no one has released yet the names of the uh, Spanish investors and um, We'll we'll probably find that out if they if they pass and get 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 through. Um, there are talks from inside the you know, those close to the deal saying that they're quite happy it's going to be going around. It's that they they, they think it's going to happen. Uh, there are non-disclosure agreements who have been involved, so that's probably why we're not um, hearing too much about who everyone is. Uh, what I understand about them myself is that they're not just going to throw money at it. What they are going to do is they're going to. Um, they're very keen on academies, uh, successful academies, and they're going to make sure that that box is ticked. Uh, and that does tick, you know, obviously we're going to have had a successful academy. So they're going to be keen to be, you know, bringing in a long-term approach. And they're also interested in having a partial fan involvement one way. I'm not sure that's actual involvement or involvement in terms of being part of the gig on a match-by-match -match basis. I don't know, but they're not averse to that happening. But obviously, again, we'll wait and see how that all develops. Um... Good. And um, that is that. So I hope that helps. Uh, hopefully we haven't gone too long now. So it's going to be a short one, 39, 45 minutes or thereabouts. So it's shorter than normal by about 15, 20 minutes. But I hope that's useful. Kept you up to date. A couple of those, those stories, especially the one with Derby is just broken. So that's coming out. And um, you're, 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 you have what you have. So remember, um, sign up to Low Six. Go to, go to Linnet's Bet have to go to Linux bet nothing else will work download it tonight um it will take two minutes answer the nine questions watch the game three for tomorrow there you go christmas has arrived early as i said earlier to to, to all fans all football fans um who will be able to watch tomorrow afternoon a match for nothing all they have to do is play the game which is not much to do because if you win the game if you if you do well you'll win and if you win um all donations greatly received anyway good luck enjoy it Take, keep safe. See you next week. Bye now.